Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, we are going to be talking about fandom confessions, which I realized today that that topic title sounds a little bit more lewd or like more salacious than it will be. (laughs) It's not, we're not going to be confessing to like, you know, at least I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe people are going to be confessing to some stuff that they shouldn't be confessing to. The reactions that I'm seeing right now are pretty priceless, Uh, but it's just going to be a fun little episode. I've got a great panel on, packed panel, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, But before we get into that, just a couple of just quick little notes. You know, of course, we are taking listener support. Head on over to our anchor page or click listener support in the show notes. And I also just want to say again, we are still doing live streams every week. Right now, as it stands, they will usually be every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So that is 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So, you know, stay tuned for those. The one that we're doing this coming Saturday, we are going to be doing an army of the dead reactions to that movie. So I am so super excited for that one. I'm so excited for that movie and I'm rooting for the zombie tiger. I don't care. I'm rooting for the zombie tiger all the way. So that one should be a lot of fun. Okay. And, oh, and also just a quick little note. And I said it on our live trivia event, but you haven't, if you haven't seen that or haven't seen our promo video yet, that's on our Twitter and should be up on our Instagram and Facebook at some point <laughs> soon. I'm staring at the other Aaron right now. Um, <laughs> but we are going to be doing a Halloween event. It's a trivia event. It's going to be brackets, teams. It's going to be like 10 weeks long probably. So it's going to be a very extensive event. And I'm really excited about it. But I want people to get it into their minds. Coming August is when you'll be able to sign up. It'll be a team competition so you'll 
be on a team that you get to choose, of course. Okay, so let's get into everybody telling me what they're into right now. <laughs> so they go around, start with you, Carla. What are you into right now? Okay, so I started watching 911 Lone Star, which was grating on my nerves at the first like 20 minutes in. I was ready to just burn the whole thing down. I was like, nope, everything everybody here sucks. It's it has like the most diverse cast of most TV shows, and yet they choose to focus on the three most boring, annoying white people. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, how? And then I only stuck with it because I knew that Gina Torres was going to be on. So I was like, okay, Gina, we can do this. And she does not disappoint, but they could really cut out most of the Rob Lowe scenes and make it a thousand times better. So mostly what I'm getting at is that I'm obsessed with mentally cutting Rob Lowe out of 911 Lone Star and making my own headcanon edit where he just barely exists. Nobody cares about his skincare regimen. And it's all about Gina Torres fitting in with this scrappy young group of hot young firefighters. And also the, the son who is uh, Rob Lowe's TV son, who is incredibly attractive, also minimized role because he is not very interesting. Sorry, TK, or whatever the hell your name is. The only thing interesting about you is your boyfriend. <laughs> and that was me being kind about the show, by the way. That was, that was awesome. And it was also awesome watching Tiff during that whole thing. Because she's just <laughs> nodding during the whole time you're talking. And it also made me think of that Funny or Die video with Rob Lowe in care it, when they're returning to parks and rec and they're coming back and they're coming back to filming. <laughs> He's like all mad because he hadn't been on camera that whole time. <laughs> made me think of that funny or die thing for some reason, but well, because the <laughs> character is just kind of the same character from parks and rec, but he, he just, you know, goes into fiery buildings <laughs> and that's about it. There's not much to it, and yet they insist on making him the main character. And again, like, <laughs> why? And again, like, how? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> and Aaron, what are you into? That show sounds ridiculous, and I don't know why you're still watching it, but you do you. <laughs> I started watching Harley Quinn, which is on HBO Max, the anim animated series, and I really like it. I'm, I have, like, a million animated series in like my watch lists on every single app and for some reason never actually watch them but I watched Birds of Prey not too long ago and I was like man I love Harley and it was there and I started watching it it's actually really good so I think everybody should go watch it <laughs> and watch Birds of Prey <laughs> yeah I watched I that, that. I've, I've seen it like four times um, and it's like, I should probably stop watching the same movie over and over. So then that's why I went exploring for other Harley Quinn stuff. So I, I really like it. I, I need to watch more animated stuff. I always want to. And then for some reason, I just don't. Yeah, I never want to. And that's why I probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of watching animated, like adult series, but I, it's just I'm never in the mood or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And Meg. Um, I'm still on a on a journey, on a quest to try and find something to watch that I'm actually kind of feeling. This morning I so 
I've been watching The Nanny a lot on HBO Max, and I keep getting like barrage, like the Nevers, the Nevers. You should watch the Nevers, the Nevers. So I was like, fine, okay, HBO. I'll watch it. I, I like the lead actress. She's on Outlander. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, so it's like badass Victorian, like superhero women, like ex-women, I guess. I don't know. And I'm watching it and I was like, part of me is liking it and enjoying it. And part of me is feeling like this is really uncomfortable. I don't, I can't put my finger on why I'm not like, this is making me feel kind of uncomfortable while watching it because like, sure, of course, she has to jump down a staircase and her dress comes off and she's just in her corset and petticoats to fight. Of course, that's real. And then at the very end, I saw that it was created, written and directed by Joss Whedon. I was like, oh, it makes sense. I had no idea. I had that exact same experience. Exactly. At the end. And then I was like, why? They tricked us. They did that on purpose. Well, that was deliberate. I, I started searching after that because I was like, son of a bitch. Do I like... So he left the show in November because pandemic stress. It just also happened to be around the time everyone was talking about what a giant <laughs> asshole he is. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. I'm going to keep throwing out allegedly. <laughs> but so he left the project. And so the first six episodes are Joss Whedon. And apparently they're a mess. I I don't know. But after that, it's a, it's a different showrunner and everything like that. So I was like, okay, now I'm debating, like, do I want to push through? to get to the non-Joss, but it's just, it's so messy. And I, I, I don't know. I think I watched a couple. So it, it took me like a month to watch another episode after I saw that. And I was yeah. like, well, it's already on here. They've already made it. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to watch. And I think I'm, I don't think I've gotten six episodes in yet even. Well, I, I, like- I don't remember now, but it's not terrible, but yeah, it, was weird and then that made me feel gross after I saw that. Yeah, I like the lead. I kind I like the gist of the story. I think it's a little more they it's like trying to put 10 pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag in the first episode it seems like. But I mean, I'll I'll give it a shot just to see um I want to see how it is after. But I can't really be like, "Yeah, I'm so excited about this. I I was duped." <laughs> Yeah, we, we've we've and we've had a couple recommendations for that show on here too. So yes, that's, yeah. that's interesting. I haven't watched it yet. And and Tiff, what are you into? So I finally, well, not finally, but um, I've been looking forward to watching uh, Underground Railroad by the, uh, of course, masterful Barry Jenkins. And I watched the first episode last night. It's on Prime, and it is devastatingly heartbreakingly beautiful it is it's tough it's hard to watch it's, it's really really hard to watch anytime you watch anything from that time period if it's taken it with any if it's done with any type of care and any type of realism it's going to be very very tough to watch but of course with his singular focus it's 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 masterful it's a master class in acting it's, it's the writing is fantastic i do not recommend they dropped prime dropped all of the episodes at once I would not recommend watching this all at one time. It's just too much. It's too much. Break them apart, break it down, skip weeks. I'm definitely going to do like maybe one every couple of weeks. I'm not going to to watch one a week. It's just, it's, it's too much from heart to take. But um, read the book also. I, uh, it's based off of a book by Colson Whitehead. Um, so good. Such a great book. And it's so far so good. So far so good. We'll see how it goes. But I don't, I'm not worried about his very Jenkins. Yeah, he's 
he's incredible. And we're going to be talking about Moonlight in a couple of weeks here to kick off Pride. So, and Carla is going to be on that one. So yeah, he's amazing. I haven't started that yet, but I have heard that, that it's not one you want to sit there and binge the whole thing. So, which makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this is Aaron. And so I got two movies in again. I cannot believe I was able to watch two movies this weekend. And neither one of them are great or fantastic, but they're, they were great things to watch to shut your brain down. So I'm going to talk about both of them just really quickly. Uh, the first one is Those Who Want Me Dead, um, which is the one with Angelina Jolie, the new one with Angelina Jolie on um, HBO Max. And I am a fan of Angelina Jolie. I know a lot. I know there's issues with her personally, and I know that people have problems with her. I do, I do personally find it very troubling that not a single person, most people don't seem to care about the accusations that she made against Brad Pitt, because everybody always likes to take Brad Pitt's side. And it really bothers me, but that's for another, <laughs> another time. Sorry, just throwing that out there because it always has bothered me. Uh, but she's really good in it. The kid who plays the kid that she's helping through this is so incredible. He's such a great actor. And I should have looked up his name before we started this. But he's amazing. It's just a fun escapist thriller slash action movie. Great supporting cast all around. Uh, it is terrifies me for fire season coming up here because the fires are pretty amazing. But it's just a fun little one to escape to. And then the other one I watched today is The Woman in the Window, the new Amy Adams movie on Netflix that is getting slammed by 90% of the critics. This is, movie is just getting slammed. It's trashy, okay? It is trashy. But it's fun trashy, I think. And I think she's really good in it. So, yeah. So the two movies I'm recommending aren't, High class, but they're fun, escapist fair with some good performances. So, yeah, so check those two out. Okay, so let's get into fandom confessions. Okay, so this will be a lot. I think this will be just a fun, little easy breezy episode. Nothing too deep. <laughs> or maybe it will be. Maybe we'll get into fighting on here. <laughs> but I want to first just ask everybody if you have any opinions that you feel would get you banned from a fandom. Start with you, Carla. Okay, I'm not going to go in as in-depth as I really, really would like to, just because like, there's probably only so much I can say without being ejected into the sun, very likely. But the first one is about the mini project. And that, you know, hot take is that we never should have campaigned for Hulu to pick up the mini project. It should have just died on the vine, and the world would have been better for it. I don't care that in the end she ends up with Danny. I don't care that she, you know, all of these things that happened in seasons four and on. It should never even have made it to season three. If it had ended at two, it would have been the perfect show. And then we could have complained about how it didn't get, you know, it's, it's, uh, it didn't get enough time and whatever. We could have lived in this fantastical dreamland where it doesn't become a steaming pile of, of trash and where we could have thought to ourselves, wow, this was ge really genius writing that was taken away from us too soon instead of facing the reality that it was a bunch of hackish crap 
that should have just just died, just a fire end, you know, just a, a big old meteor hit New York and everybody died, but Mindy and Danny died happy together. Oh, oh, look, look, I just made it better for the whole planet. And the the other trash take that I have is, of course, about Supernatural, because most of my trash takes are about Supernatural. I will give you just one, though, simply because I don't want to have, you know, like a bunch of, of Sam girls with pitchforks following me for the rest of my life. But it's not even about Sam, although... To be frank, Sam could have died after season five and I wouldn't have noticed. But the real hot take that I have here is that Supernatural should have killed the Angel story by season eight. At the latest, keep Cass, kill the rest, no backsies. I don't need to hear about No, we're good with Castiel, the one and only. Every last one of them, drop your wings, get stuck in heaven, but just vacuum seal that sucker up. <laughs> I don't need to see any of the rest of you. Let's just yeah. assume that you're there and happy with your little, like, you know, harps and your business suits and your mind control thingies that you only use on each other. Would have been much happier. But no, they had to go with, ah, oh, let's bring in every single angel and then make up some. You know, like, yeah. What coffee stain yell? I, I don't even know. Just, coffee just stain yell. <laughs> they just I were wish- reaching into the garbage can for for names at one point, but those are my the two hot takes that I will unleash. And I second your angel one, and I'll get into that one because I uh, yes, I the angels were so flipping boring. Okay, <laughs> and Aaron. Oh my god, I feel like I'm not going to be passionate enough for this episode. That was like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> also, an angel named Taco Belliel is pretty much the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> as bad as they are at quote-unquote Mexican we- food, as they are about being angelic. Die. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Um. God, now I'm scared. Mine, mine is about supernatural too. I think there's going to be is, a lot of those. Well, yeah, probably. And I feel like this is just it's going to get me banned from the podcast. So these will be my last words that you ever hear from me. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, I'm like scared to say it. I okay. I'll start with this one, and then I'll do like a little bit of a softer one. I don't buy into the whole Destiel business. I, I, I just can't, I can't do it. I just don't know guys. Carla. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I, oh, Carla just like laughed. She's like done with me. See, I told you. And so did Meg. <laughs> Not speaking oh. to you for the rest of my life. I just have to say, wow. I made myself valuable. I'm, you need I'm, me. How will you I'm, have an Instagram? I'm going to have your back in a minute. In, in a minute oh my Aaron. gosh. I'm I'm, back, it's okay? so crazy. There's only one Aaron on the podcast now. <laughs> I'm How dead to everybody. You're only here to me and Carla. You Not have me. a lot of popular opinion on this, on this panel. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's done. I've ruined it. We're the podcast over. <laughs> I just don't know, you guys. Like, I don't see it. 
I get that he said he I love you and stuff, but like I I see it differently that they neither one of them really had the ability to love anybody or themselves. And then Cassiel, like literally himself as an angel, didn't have that ability. And I feel like Dean taught him that to love anybody, not in a romantic way. So that's the way I feel about it. I know that is the most unpopular opinion in the world, but I said it, it's out there. I still I love you. it. Thank you. I've got another one. I'll tell you my other one, which is also super unpopular, but I like Eileen and I hope that she ended up with Sam. Oh, I agree with that. And I don't like Sam. (laughs) I I liked her. I thought she was really sweet. No, I have to say, when you said this will get me kicked off the podcast, I thought it was going to be about Dean because I'm like, because, and then when you said it was about that, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Fine. I mean, I'm not like Carla. They could be in love with anybody else in the world that they wanted to. I do not see them being in love with each other. I just don't. You are entitled to your wrong opinion. It's okay. Right. Exactly. I mean, fine. Well, this is shorter now. It's I'm just, I'm just kidding. Like I know. Oh, Meg. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you yours, but I'm going to stop talking now, and I'll turn off my camera, and I'll go home now. No. I have one that's not about supernatural. That is is not even an opinion I necessarily still hold because I haven't watched the show in forever, but it was a very controversial opinion at the time. And that was that Joey belonged with Dawson on Dawson's Creek, not Pacey. See, Aaron, Aaron was worried that she was gonna get kicked off. Now I'm actually I actually am. <laughs> That's half right, because she belonged with neither of them. So you get half credit. I mean, honestly, she's better than both of them. Let's Bye to both of Bye. you. Bye to both of you. <laughs> I feel like I need to reiterate that I have not rewatched Dawson's Creek yet. I'm going to. I just, I haven't yet. But I remember at the time in my little Joey Dawson shipping heart that I had the most, like, no one agreed with me. So I'll throw that one out there. Um, I was going to talk. I was going to talk about how Felicity belonged with Noel just to see Aaron lose her shit. <laughs> um, I won't go there right now. But the other one is, it kind of goes off of Carla's, like, with Sam could have died at the end of season five and she wouldn't have noticed. Honestly, if the show was just about Dean trying to figure out what happened to his brother after, like, the same thing happening to his brother dying on the ceiling like his mother, and that. I think it would have been, I think it would have been great. I'm sorry. I have no Sam love. I tried. I really tried. It's just not there. And I, other unpopular opinion, or that could very well get me banned from the Supernatural fandom. um, I think it's because Jared Padalecki's not a good enough actor to pull it off. The reason Dean gets all the emotional storylines and all the growth and all of this shit and all of the depth and juicy goodness of character development is because he can do more than a bitch face. Like they even make jokes about how Sam has a bunch of different bitch faces and that's it. That's the only, and clenching his jaw and swallowing. He's just not that good. I'm sorry. He's not a good, very good actor. He is, he was carried by Jensen Ackles and Misha Collins. And, and regardless of the Destiel thing, I, that has nothing to do with it. Their chemistry was amazing. Jensen Eccles has chemistry with a paper bag. 
Um, and he dragged the moose along with him for 15 years. So that will probably get me banned. Don't come at me, you guys. <laughs> if you come after her, you'll have to come after me too, because I agree with every single word of that. I, yeah, I agree and with every single word. Yeah. So you, you, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I had to do that. I, I had to tell you the thing that I knew you were going to be horrified by and the look on everyone, like Tiff and Aaron's faces when I said that about Joey and Dawson was beautiful. I loved it. It's Pacey. Oh God, Pacey. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tiff. I'm going to shake the table here. I'm shaking the table. We didn't need Castiel at all on Supernatural. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. That is so much worse than what I said. Just so much worse. Meg and Carla are no. never going to speak to you again. You know, we were going to have you on our show. And I, was like, I was like, hey, we should have Chip on and we should do Lord of the Rings. But let's not make her do the Hobbits because we've really messed with her so much every time she comes on by giving her the worst trios. But you know what? Now you get Gollum, Sauron. And I can't even think of his name. The Bad Wizard. That's it. <laughs> okay. You're done. Here's, here's done. my look. This is my reasoning behind this because that voice that he did, that Misha Collins did for how many seasons? Nine seasons was the most irritating thing I have ever heard in my life. It's like nail, it's like cat nails dragging on a chalkboard. Not even regular people's nails. It's cat nails dragging on a chalkboard. The only good line that he ever had was when he told Dean that I raised you up out of perdition. That was it. I have never liked anything else that he's done before after that. Never, never, never. I don't care about if he didn't have the chemistry with Dean, in my opinion. This is an opinion you're not entitled to. <laughs> not That's a totally valid opinion, and I understand that, but how dare... That's it. Yes, <laughs> how dare I'm I? I'm erasing how, you from our previous podcast episode. How dare I? How dare I? I'm going there. I'm going there. And not only that, not only that, Supernatural lasted about nine seasons too long. Too long. It lasted for 15 seasons. It could have ended after season six and it would have been fine. Those shows have a very short shelf life. I don't know how it got 15. Like I literally had, have no idea. Uh, because of Jensen Ackles and Misha Collins. Not because Cassia. of Misha Collins. Cassia. <laughs> you can say maybe it was because of Jensen Ackles. It was not because of Misha Collins. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was not. women. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. And I'm trying to think of something else. Okay, something that would get me kicked out of... Um, well, if I was in that fandom, if I was in the Game of Thrones fandom... Jon Snow was just kind of dumb. Like, I mean, when you get past the whole, which Benioff and Weiss, they completely blew up that storyline. When you get past the whole um, prophesized wielder of flame, when you get past that, what did he do? What did he do? The only thing he ever really was good at was following orders. He never made any good decisions on his own. So I don't think people would be very happy with me if I went online and said that, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my feeling on the matter. I'm sticking to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're no longer friends, ladies. 
This is already one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Eight years of friendship down the drain. Down the toilet. I'm doing the Dwight shun. <laughs> okay, I'll start with some that have nothing to... Oh, sorry. Did you have more, Tiff? I'm sorry. No, and I was going to actually say, like, I totally... On the flip side, I completely agree with Carla on about the Mindy Project. Like, we went way too hard yeah, in the paint when it came to campaigning for that show to get saved. And look what they did to us. Look what they did to us. Had we known. I've never felt so betrayed. The betrayal was on level 15. I can't betrayal. regret it, though, because so much of us talking and bonding and becoming friends was during that campaign and all kind of talking together. So I can't really regret that for that. But I, yeah. It's, it's looking I mean, back it's, the campaign, but they didn't have to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to, they didn't have to actually follow through. <laughs> yeah, but uh, in total agreement with that one. Yeah, total total agreement because uh, and, they took one of my favorite characters, and and I know Aaron loves Danny Castellano too, and it took one of our favorite characters, and they just like threw him, him in the blend. They threw him in the blender, and I didn't recognize him when he came out. So, yeah, he was I just add something a little bit off of what Tiff said. And just in general, an unpopular opinion is I kind of hate the campaigns to save shows via social media because they're all over my timeline constantly. Hashtag save this hashtag save that. And with very few exceptions, the shows aren't worth saving. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason they got canceled. Like pitch getting canceled was heartbreaking yeah. and awful. But like I can't even remember what it was I, I've seen recently. It was a show I don't I, that is just not that good. And my whole timeline is just full of that hashtag. It's funny care. because I mean I feel like like our campaign for the Mindy project was like super I felt like it was organic. Like it was just like mm -hmm. we heard these whisperings that it wasn't gonna be coming back to, you know, that network that shan't be named but you know and then it's like okay let's get it going let's get it doing what what's the what's the hashtag that we can come up with and and i think that was something i think it was the, like one of the first times they'd ever done that like a show went from one venue to another so it wasn't like you were constantly being inundated with right with stuff like I'm talking about like seeing these people scheduling constant rewatches and live tweets and every single thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like now every time a show gets canceled, they have, there are some people who have to campaign to have it saved by another network. Yeah. And we were, I mean, and it was us though, that yeah. we were doing that. It wasn't so, like yeah. the, it wasn't the, sh it wasn't the showrunners. It wasn't like Mindy herself or anything like that. It was the fans. And now when I see people doing it, I see the showrunners yeah. and like the producers throwing out these hashtags. I'm like, really? You, you all are just looking kind of thirsty. That's what helps though. I think the successful ones have had the support of the showrunners and the actors. Mm. The unsuccessful ones are the people that are the shows that just did it for the money because they knew they could make more money off of it. And they were just like, mm -hmm. fine, here well, you and, go. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I did go, I did go pretty hard for timeless to get renewed when it got canceled because I, that was a good, yeah. it was a good, it, that was a good show and yeah, it, and they deserved some time to grow and breathe. It did. Yeah. Um, But there are still people who are talking about like buying billboards and stuff like that. I'm like, it's done. 
it's been like three years. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Settle, find a new show. Like, there's lots of time travel shows. Take the one that Timeless was probably ripped off of. Just go watch Doctor Who. Be done with it. Is that yeah, it? Like, <laughs> Doctor Who. Bam. Bam. <laughs> okay. Well, I will start off with some that will not probably anger anyone on here. I don't think because they're going to be movie related. So I don't think they will. I don't know. Uh, one of them is I think Al Pacino is a horrible actor. I think he's very untalented. He's just he just all he does is yell and scream. Talk about undeserving of. And I know the Academy Award he won was, you know, a lifetime kind of thing and for his whole body of work, but he still didn't deserve it. And he doesn't deserve it for, I don't think, any role. I think maybe he's been good in one role. So that's one opinion that you have to be very careful about saying in the film Twitter universe and in the film universe in general. Another one in the indie film universe is I think Wes Anderson is a horrible director. I also think Noah Baumbach is a horrible director, writer, and director. I hardly like any of those movies, even though they are tailor-made, like the subject matter, everything like that is so an Aaron kind of thing. It'd be usually be catnip to me, but I just don't think they're very good. So those are a couple of them. I have a bunch of other film opinions, but I'm going to get into some of those and when we do our next one. And then here's some of my supernatural ones. First, I'm going to say ditto about the Sam stuff because I hate Sam. I honestly hate Sam. I think Sam, and I'm not just talking about the bad acting, but Sam to me is a very cold character. I don't, I, people always say he's the most emotional and the most open character on the show. And I think it's BS. I think he uses that as a, as a shield kind of thing. And he gets away with a lot of stuff because people think he's always poor little Sam, but I don't think he is. I just can't stand that character. And I think the show would have been better off with him dead, honestly, or possibly with the original concept of it being a sister of there being a brother and sister, just because I just, I don't know. He's just not a very good character. I don't think I, I never liked him. I thought the show focused too much on him sometimes and I didn't like it. I know he's one of half of the brothers, but still I just wasn't a big fan of him or the acting or the performance. So he could have died two minutes into the show and I wouldn't have cared. He could have burned up in the nursery. <laughs> Sorry. I, I oh, mean, yeah, babies. <laughs> you didn't do anything to anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying that he wouldn't be there at all. And I never would have had to see <laughs> So I know that's that's a big one. And of course, not liking Jared. Uh, you know, I don't even follow him in our um, Twitter social media for the show. I won't even follow him because I just can't stand him. So anyway, yeah, so that that's a big one. I know for sure would. Okay. And then my other ones for Supernatural are ones that will not be liked by a couple of people on here. You don't have to repeat the cursed <laughs> things already said. We well, got it, you guys. to them in a different we way. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're just rephrasing. Gotcha. Please go on. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Cass, I, have a, I have a cut. You want to just pour salt into it? <laughs> we prefer Himalayan pink in case you're you're wondering. If you want, if you want to make us feel better. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. So Cass became very boring and very useless in this show. I loved Cass, okay? This is nothing against the character of Cass because I think Cass was a really interesting character. I liked him through season eight and then he became boring. 
I think people excuse a lot of stuff Cass does and it drives me nuts. I don't think, I think, I think what pro what happened is the writers didn't know what to do with his character anymore. So it's not, I'm not blaming this on Misha or anything like that, but I just think he became very boring. Um, I echo what Carla said about the angels. I think the angels should have gone away actually probably even sooner than season eight, even though I like some of the stuff they did in season eight. That's the other thing. I'm not a big fan of season eight <laughs> in retrospect, looking back because I hate seasons uh, 12 through 15. It's not that bad. But when it first aired, I thought it just was very lopsided and they needed to focus a lot more on purgatory and some other things. But the angels got so boring and so redundant and I didn't care about any of them. Uh, the demons became so, so boring too. I think a lot of things became boring on the show. And that leads me to my other thing. I think the only interesting character after the the second half of season 11 was Dean. All the other characters could have died pretty much. And I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, the only reason I kept watching was Dean, honestly, because I ended up hate watching that show for many of the seasons because I didn't like any of the other characters anymore. Pretty much. There were some side characters that I was okay with, but that that's a big thing. And then this one I already said on our Supernatural episode, but I'm going to say it again. I think Jack is the worst character almost that the show ever had. I hated him, hated him, hated him, hated him, hated him, hated him. I couldn't say he was so, it's funny because I'll get memories of tweets and they're all about how much I hate Jack. <laughs> I think he was, I, I hated how precious he was to people. I, or described that way. And I hated how he became so central to the show. To me, it was like they were trying to appeal to a younger audience and it just really bugged me. I hated how everybody wanted to forgive him for killing Mary and I just couldn't. And I think they should have just made him a bad guy and it would have been a lot more interesting. And I liked him in the first episode and then it just all went downhill. So those, that's, that's the one that I know People won't like, there's another one that I have, but I'm too afraid to actually say it on here. Now you're going to have to say it. Isn't it someone was a loving, caring father? Who no, that would never be anything I would ever say. I would never say that. That would that. actually get you banned from the Supernatural fandom. <laughs> no, I hate, I think John was a horrible father. Okay, I will say this. Okay. I'm not a Misha Collins fan. Misha Collins creeps me out. I will be honest with you. His a lot of the reason I didn't return to do Gishwiz again is because a lot of the stuff he had people do on there made me uncomfortable. So that's my big one that I know will probably make Meg and Carla hate me, but I am not. I just, I'm just, he just really creeps me out. He's not everyone's taste. That's fine. I'm I, I'm I'm more ready to throw hands about the Destiel and the yeah the stuff than thing. the Misha stuff. And I'll go okay. a step further and say that frankly, that's not a bad take or an incorrect take about, take about Misha Collins. I, I I think he is. There's way too much about making him to a saint when he's just a dude who on the regular sticks his foot in his mouth and seems to learn nothing from it because his fans are always like, oh, no, no, you're such a sweet angel. Please don't ever apologize for anything. No, you're made of cotton candy and dreams and clouds. Why are people being so mean to me when they're just, you know, 
Okay, but that's holding the fans. him to that's death. not necessarily Misha. Misha fucks up and he said he does say he's sorry, but he's not the one being like, please, he doesn't please exactly like internalize that me... that learning though, because he <laughs> will continue but to I make agree. I, I I do agree, like on the server what you're talking about and stuff like that. And now but, the boobs yeah. are are in a fight. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, breaking up, you're breaking up families. <laughs> I really and, and I and for the Destiel thing, I will say the the only I still will read. I was telling Meg actually last night. I will still read that fanfic because I did ship them for a while. I stopped because the fandom, not Meg or Carla, but the fandom turned me off of it because I am a. I as everybody knows, Dean Winchester is my favorite favorite character ever, ever, and I had some interactions with fans that turned me off of it because of the way they talked about Dean. Mm -hmm. So it just made me not like it as much. So it was hard. And I, I'm one of those that I actually don't find Misha Collins that attractive. So it was easy to be like, okay, bye to this. I, I can't even look at it that, that, that way. But I think some fanfic is so good that I like reading the fanfic about it, about it, about it, just some of it, depending on how Dean is written. I'm very, very particular about that part. It just depends on who he's written. But so I yeah, still will are, ship it. I will, I will, I will say the that show. there are some some fans that you see who think that Dean, like Dean, I think gets the most flack from shippers on all sides of shipping in Supernatural. Dean always gets it so much harder <laughs> than any of the other characters on both, uh, both sides of the the shipping within that show like it's almost like like a lot of fans not all of them and i and i tend to avoid the ones who do just see dean being there to basically be an extension of their fave whether it be cask or sam and don't appreciate who dean actually is as a person outside of that relationship so i i totally get i remember when it happened Aaron, that you stopped shipping them. <laughs> and it made me really sad because it wasn't anything about them necessarily. It was about people who suck. Mm -hmm. But I but I will say I do think that I love you was romantic. And I do think that the way Destiel shippers were treated, although I think Misha Collins, <laughs> queer baits, just along with everybody else, big time. I think he's one of the biggest ones out there that does that. But I, I will say, I think the way that Destiel fans were treated was really horrible. And I do think the way the show did that in the end was really terrible and awful and really cruel and manipulative. And I'm, I don't ship them, but I thought that was horrible. And I remember watching it and feeling so happy for you because I was like, oh my gosh, is this, they're really going to do this? Cause I was like, this is never going to happen. And I really thought that was. So then for them to pull the rug out and to basically just use you was really crappy. I will say, I, I totally think that was really crappy. Um, I almost wish they yeah. had never done it. If, yeah. I think it would have been better if they never did it. Considering I think it a lot better. What they, what they did afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it would have been a lot better. So yeah. Well, I really did think my Misha take and I, I loved watching Tiff's comments because <laughs> I really did think that would be the one that would be like, I'm never talking to you again because I'm just I'm just not a big fan. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Now we're cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the biggest Misha fan in this, and I and I 
I get where I get where you're coming from. I'm not yeah. mad at <laughs> again about that. Awesome, but I did like Cass for a long time. I loved Cass, so he was my second favorite character. So, so now let's move on. This is kind of now looking at it. This is almost the same thing, but I, but I just want to talk about things that maybe might not get you kicked out of something, but something that you love that others hate or something that you hate that others love, like that the majority love that you hate and vice versa. So I know it's kind of along the same lines, but I don't know if there's anything else that you would consider that wouldn't get you kicked out of anything, Carla. Oh, I don't care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like whatever, you know, what are you going to do to me? You know, like send me sad, sad fanfic. Tell me that I have terrible opinions. I already know this, you know, like whatever. Okay. But when, okay, this is the Mindy project related. And when Peter Prentice started on the show, people just hated him. Like, and I'm, I'm not talking about the fandom in general, because I, I was only paying attention to what my friends were saying. Although my friends were like 90% of the fandom. So maybe there's something to that, to that, but just the amount of hatred towards Peter. And I was like, why? He's wonderful. He's hilarious. He brings a breath of fresh air to the show. Um, he really livened it up when things were kind of stuck in the um, that romantic hellhole of will they, won't they, all of that. Um, and they had made Jeremy really boring. So in came Peter and he was a total wild card. You had no idea what was going to happen when he was on in a scene. So I think of anything, he, he was part of what uh, made the show more interesting and enjoyable when he was on, but apparently people didn't agree. I don't know. Now, another opinion that where I'm like, okay, I don't think other people think the same is, and listen, okay, I am wearing a Bon Jovi shirt while I'm saying this. I have a dedicated <laughs> Bon Jovi Jams playlist on my Spotify. But I will say that Richie Sambora became a better singer than John Bon Jovi as the years went on. His voice stands up to this day, whereas John Bon Jovi sounds really screechy and really... <clears throat> you can tell he hasn't been taking care of those pipes. In the last, I don't know, 20 years. And also all of the, the the songs in the last album since, I don't know, like, what's that? How old, uh, how long ago did I date that one guy who bought me that one album? So like 15 years, that has been in a steep decline. And meanwhile, Rich Simbor has only gotten more creative and interesting. And his voice has been only improving. But that maybe that's just me. It's just me, baby. It's a Bon Jovi song. In case you're wondering whether I still love Bon Jovi, I do. Um, now, as for the the flip side of, you know, things that, that other people love that I'm like, but why? Okay, listen. This is supernatural. I love Ruthie Connell. I don't get why people went so hard for Rowena. She was a very interesting character. Could have done without her after a few, after like a couple of seasons, like it was just like so much Rowena and she was always coming back. And I was like, but why? Like we, 
we got what we wanted why is she still on the screen and i think that mostly came down to the fact that the show was freaking old and just was dragging on through more seasons than it really needed to have and they're like i don't know bring back rowena ruthie seems to enjoy being on the show just bring her back now that ties into the last nugget with which i will leave you which is that people seem to embrace the last few seasons of of supernatural as being like this wild feminist thing like suddenly it's like oh all these powerful women and look they get to survive and be strong and bold and be really cool um yet these are the same fans who are closing their eyes to their ongoing treatment of any women who aren't white because at the end of the day the only ones who survive and got any interesting stories and who got to survive at all were the white ones it was rowena it was donna it was jody claire alex because even patience even though she i guess survived we heard nothing really about her and to bring her on they killed off missouri mostly the one black woman character who has who had been who made such an impact in the one episode she was in that the, that she was featured prominently in many, many fanfic for the rest of the show's run. And yet she gets killed off to bring in another white and another black character who then we almost never hear from again. So don't try to sell me on this thing where Supernatural became so much better about women. It's like, no, they became better about white women. And even then, kinda. Totally agree. And Aaron? Again, I feel like I'm not as passionate about this stuff. My most of the things that I could think of were Doctor Who related, so Meg can argue with me about. This. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know if there's any other fans on right now, but one of mine, and I don't know. This is I'm really bad about being involved in online fandoms. I think because the supernatural fandom is so weird that I kind of didn't want to be in the middle of anything else too much but i am kind of involved in doctor who but i really like jodie whittaker as a doctor i think she's great i know a lot of people don't like it um i don't think it's her fault that she's written badly i think chris chibnall's a terrible showrunner and i think that's a pretty widely accepted concept but i think jodie whittaker is great and i really like her and i feel like if she had better writing she would be an awesome doctor but on the other side I also feel like I could go my whole life without a female doctor and I would be okay. And I know that that's like a very passionate thing that people were super excited about. I was super excited about it, but I don't think it's the end of the world if we never had a female doctor. And I know it's a big, I don't know. It's a big deal to a lot of people. And I think it's great, but again, I don't, I I think we would have been fine without it. And then one other thing that, uh, totally random and not related that will probably get me kicked out of, I don't know what fandoms, but I cannot handle Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. I just don't like him. I can't do it. I can't watch. <laughs> I've tried you, to watch you, Sherlock so many times. I bet you I've started Sherlock six times, 10 times maybe. And I can't do it. I don't, I don't like his face. I can't look at him. I don't know how anyone finds him attractive. I can't do it. I don't like Doctor Strange. If it was anyone else in the world, that would be a good movie. He would be a good character. The only redeeming thing that I like about him is that 
he has the best name to make fun of because <laughs> we don't even have to say his name. In my household, we call him Bumblebee Cabbage Patch. <laughs> and you don't ever have to say his name. Everyone knows what you're talking about. I just can't. I can't handle him. I think everybody on here is in agreement <laughs> with you on that one. <laughs> I don't understand. Everyone's like obsessed with him. I don't even find him attractive. I don't want to look at his face. I think everybody gives him like that. Like I call him uh, Benjamin Cumberbund sometimes. <laughs> say, say what you call him, Tiff, because you just put it in the comments. <laughs> oh, it's you know, it's it's wildly differentiating. Today it's Benderfoot Purple Stitch. You know, sometimes it's Bandicoot or Popple Clutch. So it, it really just depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why people? Why? Someone tell me why. I don't know. I don't know, but there are a few panelists that if they were on here would be very outraged by that. He's and like a he's probably a some listeners too, since Sherlock is our fifth most popular. Right. I, I don't get what the deal with Sherlock. I can't watch Sherlock. Like I've watched other versions. Like I love Elementary. I think it's a like one of my favorite shows ever. But I can't watch Sherlock. Like his version is just terrible. And I get like the whole super who lock fandom thing and I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. Plus we need more Johnny Lee Miller in general. So seriously, you should be in everything. And Lucy <laughs> Liu too. She should be in everything. I love yes. her. Yes. Yes. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to watch Sherlock and I've never made it past. I think the first half of the second episode, like there's nine episodes and I cannot. The, push the worst part is Netflix thinks I've watched Sherlock a whole bunch of times because I turn it on and then 10 minutes later I find myself like cleaning the house or doing something I don't even want to do because it's better than watching Sherlock. Yeah, it just seems so, so self-important. It's So it's so funny because I'm not a huge fan of his, but I do like his version of Sherlock. Like, And I love, don't get me wrong, I love Elementary. Like, Jonathan Miller and Lucy Liu are just perfection together, but I do like his version of Sherlock. I don't like Dr. Strange. Like at all, <laughs> and I can't think of any anybody. Other. Yeah, I mean, is there is there a Doctor Strange fandom? I don't know because I, I hope not. I definitely would not be a part of it. Those people need more stuff in their lives. Aaron's nodding, so apparently, apparently there is. Okay. <laughs> so Meg, what are some of yours? Okay, so I have I have a few. Just going with Aaron with Doctor Who. Um, I hate Rose and Clara. Like I don't hate Rose, but I really really don't like her. I I liked her at first. She became so whiny and obnoxious um, by the end of her run. And I hate how people think her ending was so sad and she had the best fucking ending of any of them. So, but yeah, I've talked, I talked about that a lot on our doctor who episode. Um, I am sick and tired and this isn't even like something, someone I hate, but I hate will they won't days um, in a lot of ways because they're just overused and boring. Uh, along with love triangles. Um, for Gilmore Girls, I hate Rory. Like, I can't stand Rory at all. And I would say, but I wanted her with Logan, which makes me sad because Logan even deserves better than, than Rory. And I, and I do like Logan, stuff like that. But they're both kind of garbage people together. And she made him worse. She made him worse. She makes stupid decisions. 
everybody thinks she's amazing and no one thinks she's more amazing than her. Like <laughs> she has real big, like not even pick me energy. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's just like her shit don't stink and she reads books. So she must be super duper smart. Like that's, the, that's her character. That's who she is as a person. She reads books and sleeps with married and engaged people. And then wonders, why? Why are you mad at me? I don't understand why Dean's wife doesn't like me, even though I boned her husband and ended her marriage. I don't get it. I have big doe eyes, and I like books. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. And the other one is, no, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to tell a joke, but I was like, I don't know if people would even get it, about how much I love Spider-Man 3, and I think emo Spidey is the best Spidey with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. Okay. <laughs> like, I, couldn't oh even, I couldn't even get through it. Like that dance scene was so hot. That tango <laughs> and walking down the street with his finger guns. Ooh. He's my favorite Spider-Man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mostly just wanted to see Tip's face. <laughs> oh my God. That was <laughs> just, just her eyes. Like that blew me away i was like she can't be serious and i and i i barely i saw that face on you for a second but i was so focused on (laughs) serious and (laughs) the episode where friendships end (laughs) okay tip okay so I don't understand. No, I shouldn't say I don't understand. I get why people don't have this is in, in regard to like um, MCU, Marvel kind of Marvel verse kind of uh, opinions. I like Tony Stark. I especially like Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Tony yes. Stark. Okay. And I think he, obviously, there is a lot. If you watch Iron Man, which totally stands up totally stands up. The movie's 13 years old. It totally stands up if you go back and watch it today. If you watch that, there is a reason behind everything that Tony does. There is a, there's a methodology behind why Tony is the way he is. And he's never given, because he's super, uber, duper rich, he's never given the grace to grow or to evolve. You know, it all comes back to, oh, you know, um, he's uber rich. He's, you know, a billionaire playboy philanthropist, you know, that, that type of guy. But I like him. I like him. I won't be told that he's not good. I won't be told that he's not, that he doesn't make the sacrifice play. That's something that Steve Rogers, who I think is one of the most self-involved, self-important, bombastically not good people on the planet, on the planet. People always go on and on about how Steve Rogers always does the right thing. That is not true. That is not true. He blew up a daggone airport for his best friend. <laughs> he, 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 he ripped apart a team for his best friend. I, I have no idea how people can even take his side in civil war. I have no idea because even even Bucky Barnes sits there and says, when he says, I'm not sure I'm worth all of this trouble, Steve. And Steve says, it wasn't you. And he's like, but I did it. Thank you, Bucky. Thank <laughs> Even you. Bucky understands it. Bucky 
understands what's going on. Steve has this singular mindset that it's his way or the highway. And he was not willing to compromise in any way, shape or form. I have no idea how, why um, Sam went with him. I have no idea what Clint Barton, why, what was your purpose there? Natasha Romanoff doing that surprised the heck out of me because that was her family and he blew her family up. Like he literally blew her family up. So her going after him, that, that surprised me. That, that really surprised me. But yeah, so I like Tony Stark. I won't be told, I won't be told that I can't like Tony Stark. I like Tony Stark. So I honestly didn't think people didn't like Tony Stark. There is so much Tony Stark hate out Oh yeah. They picked they oh yeah. How yeah. dare. Yeah. There's a lot of people that cannot stand mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Wow. Yeah. I know. I this follow the right again. people on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> this episode is again confirming that Tiff and I have almost the same brain when it comes to a lot of things. We like agree with I like we, we are one, we are Borg. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other ones, Tiff? Okay, so I have seen I have seen Endgame, Avengers Endgame. I've seen it 1.2 times. I refuse to watch it any other time. Like I refuse to watch it any other because I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it's almost literally the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I I don't understand how the original female Avenger is nowhere in the second half of that movie that you fling her off of a cliff for no reason. They, the Russos confused themselves. They did so much crap in that movie. They confused them. They confused them own their own selves because how does it go from an infinity war? It has to be a sacrifice to get the soul stone off of Vormir has to be a sacrifice, right? So Thanos flings Gamora off of the top of oh, spoilers. I mean, it's, it's a three-year-old movie. Get over it. <laughs> So he he flings Gamora, you. yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. So he flings Gamora off the top of Vormir, and he gets a soul stone, right? Because it, the whole thing, the Red Skull says, it has to be. It's a um, the trade is that which you love the most in order to get this stone. Okay, fine. It's debatable whether or not he loved Gamora. That's that's a debate for another day. I'm not here to debate that. What I am here to debate, though, is how does it switch? How does it change where Natasha commits suicide, essentially? She does a death by suicide, and that gives the soul stone to them. How does that work? How does that work? Russo's, tell me. Explain it to me like I'm two. How does that work? You, I love no that you're sense. trying to logic. There's no logic to it. That's what I'm saying. It's so, it is so, that movie is ridiculous. I literally watched it. I had just given, I had, I was supposed to go see it, right? The day it came out, I was supposed to go see it, which was April 26th, 2019. And the reason I know that is because that's when my daughter was born. (laughs) She was born on that day. So I had a really good excuse for not going to see it. (laughs) You know, labor and delivery and the whole bit. So I watched the watch the bootleg at home and I'm like are you serious this is what people were going on and on about this is this is so stupid this is this is so I, I was ooh, mm. 
Just like I will never forgive Benny Alpha and Weiss for Game of Thrones horribleness the last two and a half seasons, I will never forgive the Russo's for what they did. Because they took a they took a pretty solid property and they just like flushed it down the toilet. If there's one thing that, that I can say positive about Endgame is that the first third was solidly nebulous movie. And I am here for that because Nebula was fantastic and she was completely uh, ignored in all of the Guardian of the Galaxy stuff until the first third of, of Endgame. And I think that uh, she, that that kind of focus on her and her arc and her storyline made it much more bearable than it should have been. <laughs> I like that take. I do. I've I've never seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy because I fall asleep every time they come on. <laughs> you know, I can't blame you. I can't, I can't watch. You. I can't watch them. They're not watchable for me. I've I've fallen asleep every single time. So I gave up. That's fair. Okay, I'm gonna go off of what Tiff has just been saying. Go into the Marvel world here for a bit, and I'm gonna start off with going off of the. Um, Steve Rogers thing. I think Captain America is the most boring superhero in the world. I almost fell asleep in the first Captain America movie. I think it's incredibly boring. I actually have not really seen most of the other ones because of that, because I didn't like it and I don't like his character at all. And going off of that, I don't get what the big deal is about Chris Evans. So, yeah, I don't really love Chris Evans. <laughs> and I know He's someone even the that best looking that, but... okay, dude on the screen at any given time. I think Chris Evans is hot. <laughs> He's what? What was that? I get the Chris Evans. I get the Chris Evans. Thing. I get the Chris I, Evans. I get it. He's I, no Chris Pine, but I get it. I, I, I get it. I just, he doesn't do. I liked him in Knives Out. I will say I really liked him in Knives Out. And there's this other smaller movie that he did that I really liked him in. But I just find him kind of boring to watch usually. He's just so boring to me. But that's just me. And then I'm just going off a couple of things that I don't like. And then I'll go to ones that I do love. Uh, for horror, there are quite a few. I don't like Silence of the Lambs at all. I hate that movie. And I think that's why I could never really get into Hannibal or Hannibal I had a really hard time with because I don't like the character of Hannibal Lecter. And yeah, I know he's, he's a serial killer. So yeah, you shouldn't like a serial killer, but a lot of people like that character. I just really had a hard time with that character. And I just really do not like that movie at all. Like I just, I cannot watch. I just can't stand it. I also don't like the exorcist. I've seen the exorcist once, but there's a lot of reasons that I don't like the exorcist. I won't get into all of them here, but that's one that I know the majority of the horror community thinks it's a great, it's a masterpiece. I hate it. And also speaking of that, I hate Jaws. I think Jaws is one of the most boring movies ever. I know it's, this is one thing I guess where Tiff and I are not going to be in agreement. I do root for Jaws though. I root for Jaws. I root for the shark. I think he should just kill everybody, but I don't, <laughs> but I do not like the movie i just find it so boring i'm sorry i'm really sorry <laughs> i think tiff is gonna <laughs> it's the one thing where tiff and i aren't gonna agree on. 
And I know quite a few people that are going to be like, okay, I'm not talking to you anymore after you I said feel such sadness over this. The Jaws fandom is really going to come after you. And the, the Jaws, only way yeah. you're going to be able to tell is... Oh, and yes, and the camera panning to... Okay. We're gonna need a bigger pie. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger pie. I remember uh, some film class that I took, and I remember they say, "Okay, and for." Next week, we're going to do like a popcorn flick and we're going to watch Jaws. And I remember internally being like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> and everybody else being very excited. So, yeah, that's those. Those are my those are my little hatreds. <laughs> OK, my loves here. I'll start with horror. I actually think the Purge series is a lot of fun. I understand why people don't like it. I do. But I think even starting with the first one, I think it's a really interesting take on America. And I could actually see it, honestly, to an extent happening here in this country. So I think they're just really interesting movies. I think they should have pushed the envelope even further. So I actually really love those. I think they're a lot of fun. I liked the television show. I didn't. I don't know if the second season has even been made or on, but I... I love those. I know that a lot of people don't like them, but I think they're a blast. I think they're a lot of fun. This isn't necessarily an unpopular opinion, but I think one of the best horror movies to come out in the last decade is the movie Sinister. I think that is one of the scariest horror movies. I think it's the acting is amazing. I love the combination of found footage, supernatural, and serial killer storyline. I think it brilliantly combines those three. I get terrified just even seeing clips of it. I think Ethan Hawke is one of the best horror actors we have around because he kind of made this transition. He does other stuff, of course, but he kind of made this transition as he got older into doing a lot of horror movies. Like, he, of course, he's in the first Purge movie and he's in a few other ones. And I think he is such a great addition to horror because he plays the everyman so well, but also with different layers and like, you know, complex and stuff. So I think that's a really good one. I know it's not necessarily that unpopular, but people don't give that movie enough credit. I don't think, I think it deserves a lot more credit than it gets. So that's, that's a big one. And this is kind of going in the the hate realm. So sorry, going back to that. I think, Rob Zombie is a horrible, horrible filmmaker. <laughs> I did like The Devil's Rejects, but I think he's a horrible filmmaker. His version of Halloween pissed me off to no end because Michael Myers, you're not supposed to know his motivations. He's supposed to be the boogeyman and he's supposed to be just pure evil. And to try and give him some kind of sympathetic storyline is just not okay in my book. For the Mindy Project, I I loved Peter. I thought Peter was great. I thought he was really great. I really loved him. I did not like Casey. I know a lot of people love Casey. I did, Casey was nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, and I agree about Quentin Tarantino, Meg. Yes, I think Quentin Tarantino has some good stuff, uh, but I think Quentin Tarantino relies on his Quentin Tarantino-ness. <laughs> Much, yeah, He's like too much about Quentin Tarantino. Cult fiction's amazing. Kill Bill and stuff is amazing, but it's just like 
I don't know. I think. But that was just for the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I, I can cut that. I'll cut it out. But I just thought that was. I no, it's okay. It's, no, it's okay. <laughs> but I don't like Kill Bill. I'm sorry. But that is a terrible movie. I can't do it. And I agree. He is overrated. I like Pulp Fiction, which I actually watched last week. And from Dusk Till Dawn. And I can't think of another movie that I like of his. But Kill Bill. Oh, my God. I found it boring. I, I didn't see how- the second one at all. <laughs> Erin decided to do this episode. She's like, let's just choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see if we can How many piss off piss literally off? every single <laughs> person <laughs> in every fandom. Erin wanted a challenge, and the challenge was, how much hate mail can I get? How many followers are we going to lose? <laughs> how many, out. how my downloads drop after this. <laughs> I know. I'm like... I love it. <laughs> I think I I hey I love this episode so far, but I totally understand. I think I can already name people that are panelists that may say I'm never coming back <laughs> <laughs> after some of these opinions. But, I think I'm gonna list yeah. myself as maybe like Claire or Consuela or I don't know any name that's not a name that I totally don't have. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, can we redo the intros? Let me find a different Twitter handle to say. Yeah, a different Twitter <laughs> we handle. We need aliases. You should have gave us aliases for this. Yeah, I should have. I should have voice distorter. I know. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should put that over the when I'm editing. I'll just, just make us all sound like Cass. <laughs> yeah, I'll say somebody else took over. Somebody else took over. Another this this is something that really is never talked about, but I think one of the best horror performances ever is in the movie Boogeyman, <laughs> which I don't know if anyone on this panel has watched this movie, but Barry Watson is the star in this movie, and he is so good. The movie I love that I was cracking. The movie is really not that great. But this is like, I really honestly, I'm not even joking when I say this. I think it is award level. <laughs> it is award level. I'm sorry, but you just said that was Barry Watson and it's going to stop laughing. <laughs> I know, but I'm serious. His performance in this movie is so flipping good. It is so good. <laughs> I'm looking this up. I'm watching this tonight. <laughs> Please do. It's it is... the role of his career, Carla. It is... <laughs> He's. I mean, I seriously would have been fine if he had received an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> he should have Al Pacino's award. <laughs> of everybody else about this because I know everybody's going to be like what the hell this is how I know you're passionate about this because this is the second time on your podcast that you've mentioned the award winning performance of Barry Watson (laughs) I know I know and I'm not like a fan of his I don't really watch anything else he does are you sure? (laughs) I think this makes you a fan of his I'm sorry to, to break it to you like, it took me a minute to hear what you're saying, because as soon as you start talking horror, I'm like, I don't know. Here's my fan and confession. 
that Aaron is actually a major Barry Watson stan. And that's the fact that she pretends to, that she pretends otherwise is criminal. Wear your Barry Watson pride on your sleeve. Let that flag fly, Aaron. Aaron has secretly watched all of his episodes of Seventh Heaven. She has a secret YouTube account where she has just clipped all of just his scenes so she can watch him nonstop. She has a secret Barry Watson Twitter account where it's just fan fans. Not one, not two, but five different pieces of Barry Watson merch. He has never sold merch, and yet she has it. But okay, if there's anybody else out there who thinks this is a great performance, please let me know. Because I've been looking for years for somebody else to validate the fact that this is one of the best performances in horror ever. But she's not a fan, you guys. Totally casual fan. Like she could totally take him or leave him, except that she wants him to have the award, and will probably like just break into the the offices of the Oscars to to buy him to just grab him one. She's gonna engrave it herself with a paperclip. Yeah, they're gonna be so confused when they're like (laughs) until the damn thing says Barry Watson boogeyman. I did not expect this thing to have this reaction. I thought everybody would be like, okay, whatever. Anyway, yeah, well, <laughs> I'll elevate with that one on the Barry Watson love. For the record, Boogeyman has one star on Rotten Tomatoes. But it has nothing to do with Barry Watson's performance. We have to go read all the reviews other than Barry Watts. Oscar worthy stellar performance. But now you're gonna have to wait because there are gonna be like ten more reviews being written and they will like, all have to be posted tonight and there'll be all variations of, of the name Aaron. It'll be Aaron and Aaron like A-A-R-O-N. And then it'll be just be like Ron. It has thirteen, and then Rin. It has thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) As I said, it's not a good movie. He is just so good in it. I think I cried. I'm I'm crying now. (laughs) Okay, no, I'm gonna throw out another horror one here. Okay. I actually think the Rage Carrie Two is actually not that bad a movie, <laughs> and I will watch it anytime it is on. If I have free time, I will watch that movie anytime it's on. <laughs> and it's These probably because there's a love cuts. story. Deep yes, but yes. Okay, so now, okay, a fandom you wish you could be part of a part of. Well, of course, mine is going to be Barry Watson, but let's see. <laughs> the entire fandom you're it you're in it (laughs) so carla what's a fandom you wish you could be a part of none i'm done with fandom i am legit (laughs) done with fandom i want nothing to do with fandoms anymore i would rather not know people's hot takes on my favorite characters i would i would rather not get not have to witness fandom infighting and name calling because of fictional characters. I don't want to see any more people harassing actors and uh, 
showrunners and creators over petty things. Like, obviously, you know, if you fi find out that, you know, one of them made horrible racist remarks or maybe, like, stabbed somebody, yes, please go ahead and call them out on it. But if you just don't like please the call character... them out if they stab someone. Yes, <laughs> yes please. <laughs> the Justin Diamond fandom really fell down on the job in that one. <laughs> He just died having no respect, Megan. He stabbed someone in he... my state. <laughs> Not in the cheese state. Not in Wisconsin. <laughs> but just on the whole, fandom. Other than, like seriously, the only fandom that I that I still enjoy is the Mindy Project fandom, and that's it. And it's a very small fandom. I am not interested in fandom anymore. Um, I think I'm, you enjoy the Barry Watson fandom. Quite <laughs> well, yes, because I, I enjoy Aaron and Aaron being the one person Barry Watson fandom. Yes, I do enjoy that fandom. However, I'm not interested in joining the fandom, but I like the fandom from afar. I'm really glad that you have made this announcement on it's a fandom thing. That you <laughs> I am done with everything except for this podcast on which I appear regularly. <laughs> Is done. <laughs> yes, I guess you're gonna have to cancel me for like Layla, all the however, thirty. Will be back tomorrow. <laughs> for all of the thirty episodes for which I signed up for the rest of the year, you're gonna have to like just scratch me from. The... <laughs> it's a fandom thing, and Carla. <laughs> and Carla. <laughs> and you know what? That'll be fair. That's completely on me. <laughs> So, Aaron, are there any fandoms that you are? Are you also going to announce you're done with fandom? <laughs> well, I don't know if I ever started in fandom. That I can't be done. If it seems like a lot of work, you guys. I the Doctor Who fandom I'm part of. I think not even like a lot, but I do go to conventions and stuff, and I feel like supernatural. But I can't really. Yeah. I want to, I really want to, but it does seem like a lot of work to keep up with all of this. And as you know, well, I, spoiler alert, I didn't have the Twitter until three days ago and now I do. So I feel like that might help. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I saw the follow request and I got, I feel like I can't, you can't be in a fandom without Twitter. So it seemed like a good idea at the time and I'm already regretting it. You guys, the Twitter fandom, is that something I wish I was part of? Is that <laughs> I'm trying so hard, you guys. Tell me what to do. I just don't know. I want to be parts of fandoms, but I just don't think I can do it. Um, one, th one thing that I was thinking about is, like, I really do like Star Wars, but that seems like a fandom that I just cannot. It's too much. Avoid. <laughs> Those people from the teeny tiny bit I've seen, I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I'm cut out for that. There's a couple of, like, communities that I wish I was, like, a bigger part of. I think the cosplay community is amazing. I think there's a lot of really great people in there, and I'm friends with some of them. And I wish I could cosplay more. I really want to be a part of it, but that's not, like, a specific fandom-related thing. So there's some other things that are not specific fandoms, I guess. But there are things that I want to be a part of that I don't know if I'm cut out for. Um, I also wish that I could get into fanfic. I don't, I don't know why. I've never actually read any of it, but it also seems like a really big thing that I don't even know where to start at. I think Carla and Meg can help you. 
I don't tweet yes. me, oh, because tweet me some recommendations, like, you guys. We can't because you all of ours are just oh, that's, that's right. Oh, that's right. I'll send you. I'll send oh, no, you one of mine. I'll send you a couple of mine that I wrote. I can help with the ones that are non-destiny. Actually, no. I can send. I can recommend uh, fanfic to you that the writer wrote two parts to it, and or three parts actually. So she wrote one part, and then the second part she wrote two different versions: one that is Destiel and one that is not Destiel. Ooh, choose your own adventure fanfic. Yeah, and she is she's one of the best writers in the supernatural fandom, and I'm gonna throw it out there. It's Northern Sparrow. She is one of the best writers in the supernatural fandom, and I think it's. Forgotten is the first one, and I don't know the non-Destiel one's name off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, but I will no, send you the link. she links to it anyway. So yeah, I'll but, send yeah, you. Meg will get it to you. She will spoon feed you awesome. all of the. It's the really, really, pick. really good, and it's not Destiel. So, but like, really I, I have a question though. But like, how do you? This is why I don't think I've gotten into it. It's like, how do you separate? Like, can you keep it straight? The fanfic part of. Versus like the actual canon of the show. I just don't want to get confused. I feel like I would be confused. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> or do you just go with it and it, it all makes sense in your head? Um, what, a yeah. lot of people, what a lot of people do to do that is they read AUs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the AU I wrote. It's very, it's Dean centered and there's like two minutes of no way no i'm just kidding and it's a and it's um it's It's actually it's it's the one i'm actually probably the most proud of actually you know what i think i take it back i did read that one because you posted it on facebook in our group right the the one where he's where he's um watching his he comes back home because john's dying of cancer oh no i didn't read that one that one is fantastic thank you yeah carla was my great and the 10 sessions one I read, I read which is a series some... that's a series of teen okay. in therapy which i've never which i haven't finished and i should go back and finish but i erin writes very very good so if you want she to start very, very good dean start, she start really her. like i do remember me. reading because i love maybe not in the way that <laughs> she wants to, to nail him <laughs> <laughs> but oh, she nails him not nonetheless erin i would read that <laughs> oh <laughs> But I'll I'll send you that one because I love that's the one I'm most proud of is that one honestly, <laughs> and it's the one that gets the least hits because of the fact that it it's not paired he's not paired with anyone big or anything like that so that's why it doesn't get as many hits. But I it's the one that I'm most proud of. Cannot wait to read Demon fan fiction. <laughs> oh my god, that's next. Barry Watson fanfic. <laughs> Dean Winchester in the Boogeyman universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds like it was meant to no, be. No, wait a minute. We Ooh, can make this work. A Dean, <laughs> a Dean and Barry Watson team up in the Boogeyman universe. Oh, my God. Oh we just wrote a half of it for you. You're welcome. But do we want Barry Watson or do we want his character? Like, <laughs> I mean, we'll let, we'll let Aaron pick that because she, she is the, the number one and only member of the Barry Watson fan club. <laughs> Meg, what are some fandoms you wish you were part of? Other than the Barry Watson. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, generally, I am already in any fandom to, that I want to be in to any degree. And Aaron, just to like, like, you don't have to go like full hog, whole horse into a fandom. It's not, it's not an all or nothing 
thing you can just dip a toe in and see you're like i like this movie and i want to or this show and i want to talk to some other people who also like this show that's just as much as being just as much a fandom as going to all of the conventions and live tweeting and all of that it's a there's a varying degree it's not a zero-sum game and i know that because that's how i do most fandoms um but there is one that i wish I was able to be in when the show was actually airing and I think I would regret it really quickly but Battlestar Galactica I I would have very much enjoyed watching that live especially with some of the big spoilers and reveals that I won't say that that come with it I think that would have been really really exciting but then yeah, I think that that's about it. Most any other fandom I want to be in, I am in to one degree or another. Um, nothing quite as much as Supernatural. And that's mostly fanfic now because we have like the best fanfic writers. I do agree with that. The fanfic is, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And Tiff? I think I am kind of taking the, the same tack as Carla that I'm, I'm semi-retired from, from fandom life. Uh, although I'm a, I'm a part of the it's a fandom thing fandom <laughs> i'll always I, I we should have said it can i go back and like make an addendum to my statement tiff i really want to be a fan i've learned okay watched and learned. i was waiting for that one to drop i was like please let nobody say it please let nobody say it um but you know i was i was a huge part of the Mindy project fandom and i when i went in that i went all in we did the Twitter thing. We did fanfic thing. That's how I met like <laughs> three fifths of the panelists on here was based off of fanfic and Twitter at the same time. So I don't know um, if I'm really interested. I did. I did the Game of Thrones fandom, and that was a lot because it was so big. It was just so there were so many people in it. So you could. I mean, you had the opportunity to speak with people like from around the world, which was cool. That was, that was pretty neat, but I don't think that, yeah, I don't have anything right now that is front and center. Like, yeah, I must be a part of that. You jump right in. Although like when, when Aaron, when Aaron opens it up to, to the boogeyman, Barry Watson, fan, I mean, I am there. I am right there. You're going to get in. so many self-insert Barry Watson <laughs> fanfics. <laughs> Barry Watson <laughs> slash reader. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Barry Watson no, slash you. Barry Watson be the character. slash author. I don't even know what the character's name is. You said Barry Watson okay. was the I think it's Tim. So for me, I and I'm sort of in this, but not really. I wish I was more. I wish I had a bigger part in the horror family and the horror community because it's actually a really cool accepting community for the most part so I wish I was more involved in that I am to a degree but not to the extent that I wish I was so that's that's honestly the only one other than if my so-called life had been around with the time of Twitter it probably would have been hard to deal with but I would have wanted to be part of that fandom so those are those are my only ones yeah, yeah, and and the Barry Watson fandom, which I am going to the Boogeyman fandom, which I'm going to create. No, it's Barry Watson. No, no, we, we've gone too far. 
It's not Barry Watson fandom. Okay, so I want to know, what's a show you wish, or a movie, or anything like that, that you wish had bigger fandom? I know your answer, Erin. I I wish Boogeyman had a bigger fandom. (laughs) Certainly Barry Watson. (laughs) If only, if only more people could understand that passion. But aside from those, I do have others. Um, I wish Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist had a bigger fandom because that is, it's a show that's just brought me a lot of joy. Also a lot of sadness because it it just, it really um, hits a lot of emotional notes and covers a lot of ground. And I think that the, the second season has started off a little bit slowly, but I think it has picked up quite a bit in in this i don't know is it the middle is it the end of the season? the finale the finale is tonight well hell then i guess towards the second half of the season <laughs> um it's really picked up quite a bit and it's it's um it, it just it, it just touches my heart so much and you know there's a lot to be said for a show that has so much good music covered by so many amazing singers it's just wow another one is Battlestar Galactica, which I, I think uh, the show ended up kind of the last season was not so great, but I, I just really wish that that there were more that there was more um, of a fandom. And the thing with with sci fi fandoms is that they can be really um, not very good towards women so i guess i wish that there was a bigger there was a stronger um feminist presence in that fandom because otherwise it just makes it really alienating for um for those of us who are not you know straight white men but enjoy shows like this um fantastic negrito who is an amazing singer and and songwriter um I think he, he, and I mean, okay, so he's he's won a Grammy, and you know, <laughs> it's not exactly like he's flying under the radar or anything, but I, I think just not a lot of people know his music, and I wish that were different because his voice is phenomenal, and uh, I I will mention that I also think Eurovision deserves to have a much bigger fandom. I definitely think that it deserves it. It's great fun. I mean, like, if you want to hear my takes on Eurovision, listen to pretty much any of the episodes yeah. on the fandom thing since the movie first aired. And you all have to tiff to blame for that because she recommended Eurovision to me. Now I won't shut up about it. Not can't, won't. I'm perfectly capable of it, but I refuse. Yes, I can't do that. <laughs> my fault. Yes. Yeah, but those are the ones that I think deserve much much more people being vocally passionate about it awesome and Aaron. okay well not to start another fight with carla <laughs> but oh, no. i have to i have to confess if we're doing this that zoe's extraordinary playlist i love it and i hate it like i watch every episode as it comes out but I can so do without the music, and I get that's the whole point of the show. <laughs> I do not need to hear people doing bad covers of songs that I like. Quick cue, then why are you watching it at all? I know, because I like the story. It's like a <laughs> whole thing. 
I get that's the whole like premise of the show, but can we? If the characters existed outside of like them doing bad covers and dancing to songs, well, I love all the characters. I love everybody, but I can't. I can't deal with the music. It's like like saying I love the Winchesters, but could they maybe not be hunters? Right, I know. I know it's totally irrational. It makes no sense. But I hybrid. Every time they burst into some song that makes no sense, I'm like, why am I watching this? And then I keep watching it. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that little gem out there. (laughs) This episode is the best. Let's just go (laughs) off the rails. Okay. Anyway, um, bigger fandoms. I don't know because, like, I don't know what's a big fandom and what's not a big fandom because I'm not a part of them. But right now, I really, really wish Why Not Earp had a bigger fandom because I feel like sci-fi might actually care about it. But sci-fi's got a history of canceling good shows for no apparent reason. So, anyway, everyone just go be a part of the Why Not Earp fandom for the rest of us. Please just do it because you love us. Um, I feel like shows that got a fandom too late really make me sad because they probably could have had more seasons. Um, I'm thinking of like Shit's Shit's Creek didn't get a fandom until it was like on Netflix. The Good Place too, I think got a fandom too late. Not saying that more seasons of those would have been good because I know it happens whenever we campaign for more seasons and sometimes it doesn't work out. But I don't know. I think that there are shows that didn't have a fandom whenever they were on the air and got them too late. And we probably could have had more seasons if they had had more of a, of a fan base whenever they were on Chuck. We'll talk about Chuck again. I was like, I, I was like, when is she going to mention Chuck on any of this? I'm I trying, was like waiting for that. I'm <laughs> trying to show restraint and not because I was one of those people that didn't start watching it until it was on Netflix. And that was like one of like my biggest regrets of my life. Um, but I did get to meet Zachary Levi and, um, at Denver pop culture con. And it was like the most awkward five seconds of my life. And I loved it. I was like, she has to mention Chuck. If she doesn't mention Chuck, I'm going to make her mention Chuck. (laughs) I know Chuck and Chuck had a, like a decent fandom. I think I just wish I had been a part of it. Well, you can, we'll be together. Cause I, I watched Chuck as it was airing and I remember what the danger it was in. And I remember when it got saved. If you're wondering if then the later seasons, why everyone was eating Subway sandwiches, that was oh, yeah. literally the only love reason it. that that show existed. Was yeah, I, Subway yeah. basically financed the last of it. And that's such a good show. I want to it. It's so good. No, yeah, I fell it. in love with it. it. I fell Stop in love with it. Stop rewatching shows. Do it. Do it. My dad and I used to watch it together. And it was I'm fun. constantly rewatching it, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I fell in love with it, so I was glad that I I discovered it because it is totally up my alley. Yeah, yeah. So Meg, what are some people yeah. or things that you think deserve a bigger? Well, first, I love that you're like this is going to be such a quick breezy episode, and then you mentioned Barry Watson, and it was that was it. That was the end of it. It was no longer going to be short after that. We were rolling along just fine until Barry Watson came along. I, I mean, damn I you, like, Barry Watson, as usual. <laughs> As usual, <laughs> just minding our business, and then Barry Watson comes along and derails <laughs> everything. So, other than like Chalk is a really good one because it was a small but very sweet fandom. Like, generally, people it was a really 
wholesome, pretty fandom, at least what I saw. Um, I wish that forever with, oh my God, Iangra had a bigger fandom because that was a good show. And and still Tip Turner screen on for me. Yay! (laughs) Um, I wish that one had a bigger fandom. I wish Selfie had a bigger fandom. That show deserved a chance to grow because it was it suffered from really, really terrible marketing. And because it was not what everyone kind of thought it was, because based on like the, the promos and stuff like that. It was really good. And John Cho, I, I keep spacing names, was amazing yeah. and super hot and like fantastic and i love him um pitch is another one that i really wish wish had a bigger fandom because mostly because bigger fandoms i feel like would mean that these shows lasted longer because all those shows deserve to Mm -hmm. that's it and now i'm gonna start watching winona earp thank you aaron for giving me i've been trying to find a show do it it's so good you need to watch it and between this and my daughter tonight asking if that was a show we could watch together, um, I'm taking it as a sign. Yes, do it. It's so good. And we're in the middle of a big fight again to get it picked up. So again, it's great. Do it. And then watch Boogeyman. <laughs> I'm waiting. for the, the only way I'm watching that is if we're streaming. It we are. We're going to do a live. You know what? It's I, don't need, I, don't, I don't do horror as it is. I know, I know. I will do this for you. I know. I know. And for Barry Watson's exquisite, <laughs> life-changing, award-worthy acting. Like, from what I hear, <laughs> you forget it's Barry Watson entirely. And he just keeps calling <laughs> the character. I have to co-sign what Meg said about forever. Oh my gosh. I I'll was, go back. It was so It was so good. And you and it, I were the only people talking about I it. I swear we were the only people watching it. I swear we were the only people watching it. And then I looked back though and they did they ran the numbers between what because basically ABC was putting at that time they were putting shows in that um I think it was a the Tuesdays at 10 o'clock time slots. Basically, that's where shows went to die. That's what they called them. They went, they put the shows that went to die on ABC. Then you find out that that show had a pretty solid grasp of people watching that, you know, that coveted 1849 demo. They had a bunch of people watching it at that time, and then they cancel it, and then the show they replaced it with did like half of that and then they canceled that one and it was just like it just kept snowballing and snowballing and snowballing then they, they could never find anything to get to those numbers which was silly because that show so good Yon Griffith and Alana De La Garza had such fantastic chemistry together their well, chemistry that was when they weren't counting streaming and, and live plus seven nearly as much as exactly live. well they definitely weren't um because it definitely was not streaming the next day. You basically, you caught it or you, you know, or you DVR'd it, and that was that. Um, well, the bad marketing totally makes sense for a lot of these shows. And forever, CW has been playing that commercial for it 
like four times in a row on every commercial break. And I hate that commercial. It looks terrible. I don't want to watch that show because that commercial. So now that you guys said it, I'll go watch it. You go watch it. You're going to be so mad though, because it ends on, I mean, it's a season. We thought it was the season finale. It ended up being the series finale and it ends on a freaking cliffhanger. And I just want, I was like, just give me a two hour movie. I don't know if you know that. Why did you tell me that? Just tell me what happened. Just tell me what was supposed to happen. Just tweet it. It's been seven, (laughs) it's been seven years, and I still need an answer to what happened. I still need an answer to what happened. Um, let's see, what else? Um we were just talking about our last episode, Aaron, um, Fates Motel. That was gonna be one of mine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fates Motel. That should have had a huge following. It's so good, such great performances. Yeah, I mean, I I watch. I used to watch so much TV. I've fallen off. I, I don't know what's going on with me right now. But there's so many different. There's so many little shows that that should have much much greater people watching them uh, than actually do watch. So I hope people are. I hope people will take a chance on a show that they might not have. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Ringer. I don't know if you all ever saw that. It came on. This is like another Yoan Griffith show that got canceled after a year. It was so bad, but so so, awesome. So awesomely bad. You and I are sharing a brain now. We are sharing a brain. Um, (laughs) So this is a CW show with Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy, and um, also with with Yoan Griffith. And the premise is she is a twin who <laughs> takes her twin sister's place because like her sister, sister gets murdered. Yes, she gets murdered, and she takes her place in the family. It's 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 a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's fantastic. It's fantastically bad, but it's fantastic. <laughs> so watch if you can find it somewhere. Watch it. <laughs> well, I'll just start by seconding, seconding, seconding. You know. Ditto for sorry I can't for that Barry Watson love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ditto for the Bates Motel love because seriously, you know, just do, doing that episode and rewatching it, it really did strike me. That is one of the most well-written shows that has ever been on television. Honestly, doesn't have a bad season. I can't even think of a bad episode. Uh, a bet. I mean, and the way women are written in that show, and I think it's so important that that was a female showrunner. I just think it is so, so good. I just want to echo that again, because I really think that that show is now on Peacock, everybody. So if you have Peacock, go watch this show. Seriously, you will not regret it. And then come and tweet me and Tiff and Jen from my streaming bubble and talk to us about how much you love this show, how much you love Vera Farmiga's performance, and how much you love Sweet, sweet Dylan. Sweet, sweet Dylan. And how much you want to wrap him in blankets and feed him cookies and chicken noodle soup. So <laughs> so I'm going to echo that again because I really do. And here's another show that Tiff is the only person I know who watched this show too. And that was the show The Path. I just, I loved that show. And that was another one that ended like on a cliffhanger. A total cliffhanger. Still yeah. waiting to still need to know what happened. I know it was like, uh, okay. So he's going to leave the cult now. What what's going on? What's going to happen? Where are they going? What are they going to go to? That was such a f- good show. If you are into cults at all, <laughs> it was perfect. And I wish that had a bigger following. Um, this is going to be reaching way back there, 
but I wish the actor Craig Schaefer had a bigger following. <laughs> I love Craig Schaefer. I just do. I thought he was the better performance in A River Runs Through It. Sorry, Brad Pitt fans, but I thought he was better. It was a less showier role. Not Barry Watson level, but it was up there. <laughs> is anything, though? And I and I wish, and he, this guy is liked and he does have a fandom, but I wish more people gave Billy Zane respect because <laughs> I adore Billy Zane. And from everything I've heard from people, he is the nicest, sweetest man in real life. That's all I've ever heard is that he's just so sweet. And yes, he's given some bad performances, but go watch him in Dead Calm. He is so terrifying in that movie. And he's so good in that movie. And I just think, I just love him. And I think he's absolutely gorgeous. And I just think he's just, I'm glad that Carla's nodding because I just wish he had more love because I think he deserves a lot more respect because he gets so much crap because of Titanic, but he's done a lot of other things. And I remember I was in this house not too long ago. This was before COVID. And this this guy had all these pictures from Comic-Cons that he'd been to and all this stuff. And he had a picture of Billy Zane. And I went, oh, my gosh, you like Billy Zane? He's like, yeah, he was the sweetest guy. Yes, I know. He was a horrible character on Titanic. And I in Titanic, I agree. But I just love him. I just think he's just. I just love him. And I'm glad that Carla agrees because I can never find anyone that likes Billy Zane. I adore that man. And I have for years. I absolutely love Billy Zane. Yay. I I give you shit about when you mentioned Titanic. (laughs) And then here's a band that I wish people, more people loved. And I love this band because a lot of the lyrics to their songs speak to me on a very deep and personal level. And that's the band, The The. Yes, The The is their name. And they ha- and I'm sure you've heard a couple of their songs. I'm almost positive. Uh, if you've ever watched the movie Empire Records, which we have got to do an episode on Empire Records, the very last song that's playing, that's a the the song. So, and I just love them. The album Dusk is like my soul album. That album is like speaks to me on a very deep and personal level. That one and I and Depeche Mode's another one, but Depeche Mode has a huge following. So I'm not going to say they need more fans because they have a huge following. So they don't. I mean, yes, keep standing them. But yeah, but yeah. So yeah, those are I mean, there are a ton of others that I could mention to you because I like really stuff that nobody ever watches and go watch Boogeyman. (laughs) Last plug for Boogeyman. But no, I'm glad to see more love for Billy Zane because I just, I adore him. I just absolutely adore him. Well, you know what? I have one more thing on here where I was going to say what's the worst fandom out there. But I kind of think we should end on a more positive (laughs) note like we've been ending on with just the love and sharing some love. Unless people really want to end on a, um, you know, alienating a bunch more people. But I think... (laughs) I did write something down that I wanted to say, but it's not yeah. bad. But I just because I saw that and I was like, I can't think of like a least favorite fandom. I think all fandoms have really, really great parts to them and really, really awful parts to them. Every single mm-hmm. fandom is going to have some toxic people and some hard things. Every like every I've never seen a fandom that does not have that element in there if you're looking for it. But Every fandom 
can be fun and can be silly and goofy and just people who just enjoy it and people who want to talk about it they all can have that I think it's so much of it is a matter of being of knowing how to curate your experience with it so I mean I I don't have a least favorite fandom that I've been in because if I don't like the fandom I wouldn't be in it Mm -hmm. um but I just yeah those bad elements are in every single fandom but there's also a lot of really good stuff there's i love like cast confessing his love that might be my favorite fandom moment ever i was watching it live like in a call with a bunch of people and we were all watching that episode live and just the sheer joy and excitement that was happening mm-hmm. was awesome but yeah that that's all i wanted to say about it Oh, and I'm going to mention this because this is one of the actors that Aaron mentions all the time is Kelvin Harrison Jr. I wish more people would watch It Comes at Night. (laughs) Speaking of horror, I wish more people would watch that movie. It's not really straight up horror, but it's so well done. And the performances by every single person are incredible. And yeah, just go watch that one. Watch Loose. Please watch Loose. I'm going to keep recommending that movie until everybody that listens to this podcast watches that movie. And then Waves. Please go watch Waves, even though it's a very hard movie to watch. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And Meg's waving, so she's she's watched it. So in case you're keeping score, for me, for the actors that I'm going to mention all the time on this podcast, first it was just George Clooney and Kelvin Harrison Jr., now we can add to the mix Christian Bale, of course, Christian fucking Bale. And then now Barry Watson, Billy Zane, and we'll add Craig Schaefer on there. So there you go. It's just going to be Aaron repeating names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go ahead and close out this. Honestly, I've loved recording this episode, even if we alienate every single fandom out there. This has been, except for there are certain fandoms that will come in droves now. But the Barry Watson you. fandom, a lot of the work. They're gonna be like, finally, someone is talking about him. <laughs> oh, that'll be so funny. Okay, well, we're gonna go around and have everybody close out and say where they can be found if you want to be found, unless you want to be anonymous. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like, hi, um, my name is Caitlin, <laughs> and <laughs> and my friend here. Uh, Marjorie and I have a podcast <laughs> called Marjorie. called Lo- Sleep Love with, Them and Leave Them. Sleep with, <laughs> become their beloved spouse, or uh, lovingly send them out on an iceberg. <laughs> and you can find plug. us. <laughs> pull the plug. <laughs> and you can find us on. Uh, on any podcast carrying service that will bring you bed, wet, or behead, the actual name <laughs> of our podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter, if you must, at bed, wet, behead pod. Please be nice to us. We're actually really nice people. We know how to handle meanies. We just black them. I just don't want to. So don't come and be mean to us. We're good people. <laughs> we ended on positivity. So... <laughs> Yes, you didn't. You didn't have to hear about my my take on uh, fandoms that I Stop. that I hate. So. <laughs> anyway, yourself. find us on any podcast carrier. Find Bedwetter Behead. Find us on Twitter at Bedwet Behead Pod. On Instagram 
at bed.wet.behead.pod. And on Facebook, just look for Bedwet or Behead Pod. And we will be there. Not literally <laughs> in your house, just online. For a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for them, you'll be in the house. I mean, like if we really want. It's it's more than five bucks, though. (laughs) Okay, and Aaron, now that you have a Twitter. (laughs) Right? I have a Twitter, you guys. Um, I don't know how it works or what I'm doing, so come follow me on Twitter and then tell me how to do it. Um, Unsolicited recommendations are appreciated. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram right now, but also Twitter at the same name on both. It's at geek and so that's what I do. I geek and I sew things. Um, yeah, Twitter, I instantly regretted it, but then I started following you guys. So I couldn't undo it. I know. I was like, she followed me. I'm like, you're on Twitter now. And it was so funny because you did that right after I, because I was editing the Chuck episode and it was right oh, after God. you had said on their Twitter, I'm not ever going to be on Twitter. What? <laughs> right. Well, so I had this like crisis of, okay, so here's, I have a thing to promote you guys. Um, there, yes, you do. I do have a thing to promote. So this is, goes back to like, if I'm going to be like, maybe like a semi legit, some sort of real artist that I should have Twitter to promote because um, there's this um, place in Denver called Ink Lounge, and they are doing a um, exhibit. Um, the opening is June 5th. If you live in Denver, you should come by. Um, it's called It's Not Black and White, A Visual Conversation on Issues That Matter. And um, one of my pieces is going to be in there, and they're going to sell um, screen prints of everybody's artwork um, for fundraising um, for local issues. And so... This all goes back to, I thought that maybe if I was going to be like a legit person in the world that I should have a Twitter. But again, I instantly regret it because I don't know how it works. And I mostly just retweet things that I think are funny. That's kind of how it works. Okay, sweet. I got it. Nailed it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And Meg? I think you mean Marjorie? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Marjorie. (laughs) Marjorie? I don't know who Meg is. (laughs) Who's that? Let me, let me give one of my sock accounts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so other than the bed would be head stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Wisconsinac, which is W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And I'm just going to go off Carla. Like, don't be me. This is all said out of in good faith. <laughs> Terrible things in good faith. <laughs> um, but no, this was really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I'm. you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr and stuff under the same username. But so, yeah, if you want to send me hate, go to Instagram. <laughs> if you want or or Tumblr, either one of those. Find me on Pinterest if you really, really hate me and my opinions, because um, I have notifications turned off on now. How about your AOL account? Yeah. <laughs> I changed it so much because I had those free 30 day CDs. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> My I still have the same email address that I had when I was 14. I have the same screen name for a lot of things. <laughs> my, my, my name on Instagram, the C Avery, that's a name I've had since my first email and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. And Tiff. <laughs> you can mostly find me on Twitter at who this tip is me. That is at who is tip is me. 
And then I occasionally also write for the Game of Nerds, although I am on hiatus right now, but they always have a ton of great content and they're the Game of Nerds across all platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much. And you can find me on at Barry Watson's number one fan on Twitter. <laughs> you want me to go get that at for you? Because I don't want it to get snapped up. <laughs> it's probably already taken. Come on. Um, no, but you can really follow me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest, Billy Zane, <laughs> Christian fucking Bale, <laughs> Barry Watson, even. I mean, <laughs> even. even <laughs> you spent two hours giving you shit about how much you love Barry Watson. You're like, even him. But anyway, feel free to reach out to us at It's a Fandom Thing Pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, we're going to be talking about the toxicity sometimes between fandom and celebrity. We did already record this one, so I think it's a really good episode. It does have some darker stuff in it. Uh, there are some trigger warnings at the beginning. But then we start talking about the Jeremy Renner app, and it becomes really amusing. So, <laughs> okay. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Thank you again for listening to It's a Fandom Thing. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Our logo was designed by Brooke Belly with cover art by Carla Temis. Additional research was done by Megan Archuleta. Our Instagram and Facebook content producer and creator is Erin Amos. And our producer is Lila Tafola. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And remember, keep that fandom spirit alive. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.